Last time on Lawful Stupid. It's been a thousand years! No, uh, so we uh, journeyed to the Land of Silence, and there was this big barrier, like an asshole. Uh, there should be like a choke point through there, but like it wasn't working out. Uh, Wait, what did, what did it look like? What did you say it looked like? It, like, it looked like an asshole. It's a giant asshole <laughs> portal. We got through it though, didn't we get into it? We got oh, really yeah, we got into it. Findle oh, got okay. us in. Well, to be fair, I went straight through, but you guys got lost. You guys took a door detour, you're hanging out in the colon with Yeah, remember, it didn't want to open up at first. Like, we had to. We had to poke it, prod it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys went through a detour through the colon with the, with the ghost. Remember when that happened? Yes. Yes. Like, My dad hates me. I don't know. <laughs> and, then, and then we materialized on the other side. And now we're in science, the well, science proper. And we and we see the capital in the distance, correct? Yeah, we do see the capital, which is called Capital City. Prima Tacit. <laughs> Prima Tacit is the name of the capital. Of silence. Everybody write that down. <laughs> Prima Tacit, go in there. Do, write that do, down. Do. Write that Prima. Down. Uh, yeah, so you guys roll back out of the um, uh, this arcane torrental vision um, and land next to Kristoff, and I, I believe you hand him um, his magical item, which is a uh, flask. It basically refills with any drink he wants. Yeah, once a and, day. And, That's right. And, and and Atlas has a box with endless hardless bis- hard biscuits, right. and Rowan has the. Little sweet ass whistle? fucking yeah yeah, yeah whistle, the, whistle yeah his new arcane focus is what oh yeah said. it's it's a penny whistle that's right yeah and uh, yeah. so the, basically the last thing that happened was Crystal being like so where were you guys um so I'll, I'll kind of give you guys an intro and let you go from there um so as we as we return to our boys station just outside the magical barrier bathed in its strange glow you boys are greeted with your new view. Your eyes wander from a nearby field of view forward into the distance, a cluster of frozen forest sparsely scattered before you. A welcome sight for most travelers amidst the icy flatlands. Between the wooded obstructions, you see the familiar outlining of a small building with boats and sails around it. You see in the distance a great mountainscape further ahead. The ring of mountains known to Shane, or to Kristoff, as the firm adulations are covered in ice and snow encircling Prima Tacit, the crown jewel and capital of silence. As your eyes climb higher, all three of you boys see the above, see above the mountains and Prima, Ta- Prima Tacit two small boats in the air. From this distance, you can only tell that these boats are without a doubt flying. The sky is covered by this magical curtain of protection from the outside world. Hmm. And I think Kristoff is just like um, taking it all in. You know, it's been so long. He's kind of just staring. So that's where your brother is. I'm sorry? Your brother, that palace, that's where he is. Uh, yes. And 
and presumably where my mother is. Ostensibly, yes. And presumably also, Rowan, you you have a you have a meeting with Palace as well. Yeah. So what what do we do now? This is your place. This is your home. Uh, well, the flying ships are new. Hmm. Well, you you didn't have flying ships before. No. We had uh, Silencian skimmers, which kind of go, you know, above the ice, but nothing like that. Hmm. Do we, do we need to get on one? Do you want to see it? Um. No, I don't think so. I think we just need to get to Prima Tacid, right? So we just have to. It's going to be a little bit difficult to get through the firm adulations there. Once we get on the other side, that that'll be that'll be it. Well, that's easy. Then we'll just walk right through. Uh, is there is there like do I know of like a like a pass? Like how many ways in or out of of? Yeah. So um, you know that the firm adulations are basically uh, a natural barrier, uh, but there is one primary path through the mountains. That like trade envoys go through or military marches go through, and there's the gate to uh, Prima Tacit that most people would traverse through. That's very common. That's well guarded, um, but that's the easiest path into the capital. You do know that it is possible to hike through the mountains. You know that it's both challenging and dangerous. Um, it, it's a bit of a sport back home for people to see. Mm-hmm how fast they can get through the mountain scapes, hmm. how quickly um, they can like ascend and descend some of the peaks. Uh, and like, I think you guys have like challenge games and like competitions for your soldiers. Um, so you, you, it's way easier to go through the gate than it is to go through the mountains. For but sure. Just real quick. They wouldn't happen to be like, when I was a young boy, I learned about an escape route. Oh, no, no, only to nobles in the case of an attack, and it leads out to, like, someplace very convenient. Yeah, was there, like, a place you... where he could sneak in whores? I would probably use it to sneak in and out promiscuous young women or men. Um, you you do know that, like, taking a Silentian skimmer is, like, an easy path in, right? Like, Oh, really? Because the skimmers, like, would go through the main gate because, like, that's the public transport. Or not public, per se, but, like... Yeah, I guess it's public. Like, it would be like you take a boat or a train in. Um, and while they, like, get checked occasionally, it's not like one of those hard checks because Silencian skimmers are silence-driven and owned, right? So they don't expect attacks from the outside. Hmm. Um, barring you all know that there are fiends outside of the bubble, for sure. Uh, let me ask this. Um... When I made my escape from silence, it was thanks to some loyalists that helped me get out. Are they still bopping around? You, as Kristoff, wouldn't know the answer to that. You would know that Do they I... were definitely like active when you left, right? Mm-hmm. And and if I wanted to contact them, where would I need? To, where where would I go? So you know that within you, where you are, you're a couple days from silence. If you were to just hoof it. But you can see that you're about a day's walk from that building with the sails, which you would know is a frozen waypoint, which is kind of like a, a train station, essentially. Um, it's, it's where skimmers dock. It's where you can get picked up 
Um, I mean, the skimmers could always stop if they see somebody, but that's like a, oh, you want to hitch a ride on one? Go to one of these frozen waypoints. Okay. So that's... So uh, our first step is going to be uh, we have to head over to the frozen waypoint there. You'll see the, the sails in the distance. Um, from there we can kind of make our decision as to how to exactly get in, whether we take a skimmer or whether we try to take on the mountain or if we just hoof it. That'll be the the path regardless. How far is the army behind us? Or should we take the quickest path to get to the city before everyone else arrives? Well, we did see um, Frost and Findle, uh, but the barrier should slow down the mass majority of the, of the forces. I think mm-hmm. we have... That should buy us quite a bit of time. Well, and Frost and Findle, to remind you guys, did state that they were like the advanced scouting party. Yeah. Like they had teleported ahead to investigate. Okay, so we've we've got some time. Okay. Not to mention the fiends back there. Yeah, because they're going to be moving in bigger armed forces, so they're going to run into more interference. Skirmishes throughout. Basically, I think it was like a week you agreed upon before they started marching your direction, and it would be at least a three or four day march, depending on what type of trouble they had to wade through. Sure. So we've got a little bit of time. um, We should just make use of it and just handle this smartly I, I don't necessarily think it's the best option to go in loud mm. we don't exactly have a finger on the pulse of the situation in here I mean it's been very isolated so um and uh, do me a favor and roll um roll a um do deception do deception with an intelligence modifier, an intelligence-based deception check. So add deception, the skill. No, so it's in a deception skill. So if you have proficiency in I that, proficiency. but it's your oh, intelligence no, I, I, modifier. Okay, I see. So I don't have. I'm not proficient in deception, so I'm just rolling a d20, adding my int. Yes. Okay, so what you know from that is you have actually in your the last two years that you have building up you been building up your armada of intelligence in Yuri, you've also been like scouting out other major like organizations and capitals. Um, and you know that you have received no word back from silence um, in a long time. And while that didn't necessarily worry you, it's beginning to like creep back up in your consciousness as you like have passed through this barrier and stuff. Okay. What do you suggest we do? Just take the boats in? Well, I, I say order our business. We'll get to the waypoint and then make a decision there. Okay. I might be able to make contact with some old friends, and they might be able to obfuscate us as we journey into the uh, the capital proper, or maybe we just have to roll the dice on this one. Hey, and real quick, I, I don't know if it didn't work earlier because of the barriers... But could you see if Avia can get in touch with my mother to find out exactly where she is in the city? I can certainly try. Now that we're inside the barrier, maybe as a relay point, I don't know. And I'll grab the coin and... Uh, Avia, are you there? Um, and it, it, at first there's a long pause of silence before you hear like this vicious static feedback. 
And I kind of jerked my head sideways. No, no. We are... Uh, we are on our own. Well, I guess we're pretty used to that, aren't we? Yes. Too right. Shall we? Okay, so you guys want to march forward um, towards the frozen waypoint. Correct. Um, so you guys have about a day's walk. Uh, so basically the way the time works out, you'll, you'll walk for a good portion camp and then the next day you'll end up in the frozen waypoint. Um, now is a good opportunity to unpack some things. Should you guys want to, from a narrative perspective, uh, e.g. the loot being tossed with the book being tossed, the things that Atlas has going on, all the visions Atlas saw and Rowan saw in the torrent, um, if you don't want to talk about any of those things, feel free. You don't have to, but this is a good open-ended time to explore those things. I mean, to that note, um, I think just trying to take a moment and say, um, so we may not um, may not be alive the day after tomorrow. Well, why would you say that? Well, I felt pretty good about what we were doing earlier, and now we're, um... We may be out of our depth. Um, if this should come to conflict, I don't think we have the gusto. Well, we've got your powerful magic. We've got yes. my, and I'll summon Willow, like, and in, in all the molten, you know, brimstone form. And, of course, Rowan has his magical gun, which I will pull from my side and hand back to him at this point. <laughs> and, and we've got, uh, I mean, for, for years we've been fighting these, these monsters and... It seems like all of it's coming to a... Uh, there's a reason why we've we've been thrust upon this path. And I think that your brother or that situation that we're, is going to be the answer. So yeah, maybe we, we won't make it, but at least we'll be reaching the point we've been all been waiting to get to. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm not suggesting we turn around or anything. I just... I would have felt a lot more easy going in there if you know if I was like a fucking dragon or something I don't know. yeah I can see what you say so what are our priorities when we cause I, you may well know I would like to find my mother she's there she should not be there and so my main goal is to find her and, and my main goal is um, I have to speak with Pallas. I, I, I don't think... There's nothing we're going to be able to do in a conflict here. Like I said, um, we I don't think we would be able to take on these forces. Um, so, should it come to that, uh, I, I think we're, we're lost. So, I will speak with him. And if I can't convince him, then... Well, let's just say I have to convince him.
Not against an army, Rowan, I'm afraid. So. Well, either way, I got these hard biscuits if you'd like one. Might be the last <laughs> time we get to share some hard biscuits, but these are just like the good old days. That's well, um, for whatever happened in that portal, we do have quite, we have ginger ale and hard biscuits and Maybe Rowan could play us a little song. I don't know. I think I could play a little song. You sorry? You do play a song? Uh, yeah. Okay. What do you uh? What do you play? Like uh, uh blow like my whistle, style baby. Of music on my whistle. You play what on your whistle? <laughs> blow my whistle, baby. Okay. All right. Blow yeah. my whistle. Um. So. Ginge, uh, good luck finding that. <laughs> if you just if you can, if you can find a kazoo version of "Blow My Whistle," I would accept that one hundred ten percent. It's got to be on a whistle. Um, well, I'm not mad at either way. And then, I, of course, I'll pour us out some ginger ale from my bottomless flask. And as I'm sharing, like, uh, and Christoph, you might be interested to know we had some, you know, as far as visions go, who can really uh, tell how true they are. But in one that I had, I guess it was an alternate reality. Mm -hmm. You were on the throne instead of your brother. But you did not look happy about it. Another thing, I I was with another orc, I guess my father. And you were sentencing me to death. Very strange. I just, like I said, as far as realities go. I didn't know if that was something you would want to know or not, but now you do know. Well, I suppose there, but the grace of the gods go we. Uh, Things could have ended up very differently, but they didn't. This is how things worked out. Well, and I see the man that you have become. Is I knew that that was a false reality. First, you weren't happy there. Second, it was not the man you were ever it seemed to become you're a good man whether or not you think you are oh um thank you uh thank you <laughs> I'll just drink some more ginger ale you don't give yourself enough credit Rowan tell him how good of a man he is he knows how good he is he knows how princely I... he is regardless of title sure um Thank you. Uh, so, I guess when we get there to Prima Tacit, uh, I have to go speak to my brother, and I, I think I have to do it alone. That's fair. Like, Alice, you've got to find Teresa, and I can help you with the extraction. Yeah, I, I would say, if you, especially if you think that the talk is going to go fairly well, uh, maybe we just plan a rendezvous somewhere once we get to the gate. And and assuming all things go well, which we know they are not, but assuming they are, we can all meet up at some point. Well, the thing is, if things don't go well, um, I don't want Teresa within, within a mile of what's going to happen, so... Um, I would say just focus on Teresa, and I have to be successful, so when I'm successful, it won't be an issue, but if I'm not, 
then at least she'll be safe. We'll find her. We just, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how yet, but I'm sure something will come up. We'll, we'll find her. So I think you guys uh, continue your march mostly in uh, admits small talks. Uh, maybe they're memories. Maybe they're just uh, general descriptions of silence and Silencian things. But you're you're trudging through these icy flatlands, heading closer to this frozen waypoint. The cold air leaping up and and biting at your cheeks, or, or in Rowan's case, his uh, exposed midriff. Um, despite the fact he's a bat, he's atop um, his his noble steed. And it gets colder, and the air gets more brittle as each crunch of snow and ice falls beneath your feet. And you boys decide as the sun begins to set on you all's journey to stop and um, get some warmth and rest for the night. Uh, Tell me, are you guys still doing the super stealth where you like dig a hole and put a fire in it or is are you more comfortable like what is the situation here i think we gotta we gotta play it tight at least for one more night yeah we can't we can't screw up now yeah we don't want to be suspicious then like no this is gonna be super secret yeah okay so you guys do your uh your stealth mode camp style um and then you guys of course do your watch rotations um uh order of watch I'll go first. Okay. I'll go second. Perception check, please. I'll go last. A uh, 17. Okay. Devin? Mine is a 7. Okay. And Rowan? Modifier is... Okay. So it's a 16. Okay, pretty good. Uh, so, Christoph, as you're doing your uh, rotation of the watch... Um, Silence feels more silent than usual. Like you, even though you're on these flatlands, you're used to seeing like small, like field, like icy field rodents or like passing animals, and you haven't really noticed those. And that's all kind of like coming to a head as you're uh, taking a watch. Um, but otherwise, uneventful stand of watch and you and you awake atlas and and atlas you get up and you do your watch and it really everything seems fine um right up until uh across from where you're sitting uh like the air gets a little bit thicker in front of you and then like this almost like this um like uh translucent form sits across from you like mimicking your movement except for except for the fact that it looks just like you in the sense that it's an exact copy of you but with willow out like your right arm is covered in brimstone brimstone and like you can see like these glowing molten lines and like these sparks of electricity kind of bouncing around the body but on this copy of you that brimstone armor is on both arms and is on your like there's a chest piece in the front 
and there's like this like thicker neck collar that has some like spikes on it and where your missing eye is there's like this like encrusted metal piece that replaces where your eye is and you've never seen this before but it somehow feels very familiar Um, uh, hello? And you hear an exact copy of your own voice, just like deeper, almost more warm. Uh, uh, hello? I get that you're me. Am I, am I, did I fall asleep? The, the vision, this translucent image of you just says it's coming go on and it kind of fades away from your vision um, like it's and you kind of like blink almost if like that feeling that maybe you nodded off like on your watch um, and the next thing you know like Rowan is like at like, your side like Hey, I need to take over. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Thank you. I need, I'm apparently was sleepier than I thought I was. Have the best of us, champ. And so Rowan and um, uh, Elk Elkton John, right? Or John Elkway? <laughs> John Elkway, right? <laughs> um, John Elkway. You and John Elkway uh, take your stand to the watch and. And you have never been to silence before, but even you get the feeling that it's quiet. Like, no uh, no nature, no critters, no type of wildlife that you've, like, really seen. But that's, other than that, that's it. And, uh... Still concerning. Yeah, absolutely. And the morning comes, uh, the sun begins to rise, and you can kind of see the dew on the the snow before you it kind of glistens as, as these rays of light bounce around um and i think you boys set off for the frozen waypoint yeah yeah we go okay cool so you guys pack your things up you you kind of um scatter your trails um uh we'll say rowan roll a slide a hand check to uh, like pack up camp, or all all of you actually, we'll do a group check because I think you guys would work together to do a slide of hand and like cover your tracks. Seventeen. It's a nat twenty. I'm going over here with that big old six. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> you guys feel reasonably confident that you've done a good job and covering your tracks you you've scattered any like uh constant footprints and and filled up your holes to some degree uh that's gonna be an out of context quote um maybe use shape water a little bit to, to fill sure. up um the the pits that you've dug for the campfire oh, and I you see. begin walking and you can tell that you're um probably six hours away from the frozen waypoint and on your left and right, you're starting to see some of these wooded areas, these frozen trees. Um, they're like evergreen trees that are like um, that are in, in these forests, essentially, and they're like covered in frost. And that's very normal 
for you, Kristoff. That it, it just looks like home and it's welcoming and inviting. Um, everybody, do me a favor and roll me that perception check. <laughs> natural it's a nat, 20. Nat 20 for me as well. <laughs> oh, thank God. Be my eyes, boys. Eight. Um, so you feel, uh, like as you're walking, you, you feel like a tremor go across the ground. It almost feels like, um, yeah, you guys, most of you guys understand what that means. There's been a tremor. <laughs> it's like shaking under our feet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's like short, right? Like it's, it's like getting a piggyback ride from Michael J. Fox. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, Is it's it? probably more stable than that. Okay. <laughs> uh, it might be a bad time to mention that uh, last night something that looked like me came and said it's coming. I don't know if that means this now. It was very, uh, very vague. <laughs> Just look at him. Oh. And uh, as he says that, you um, hear the crunching and breaking of like ice as the ground below you erupts. And you hear this low guttural I need you all to roll dexterity saving throws, please. Sure. Eighteen. Seventeen. Ooh, oh, you're all doing well, well. You all did quite well. So, uh, the ground below shatters, and you are all sent flying backwards. And thanks to your quick reflexes, you all kind of land on your feet and kind of slide and try to find purchase. Uh, to this icy snow ground below you. I think, Kristoff, you pick up the best, right? Like, you kind of get your footing the best, but the other two boys, about five feet behind you, kind of slide to a stop. And and ice and snow goes every direction as a monstrous fiend erupts beneath the snow and ice. It stands almost two buildings tall and is covered in this Anixian armor on its shoulders and chest and a parts of its arms and legs and you can see the green hide covering beneath its large maw opens wide revealing two sets of teeth roaring as it spins around and it kind of drops on all four and it like assesses the three of you and kind of like sniffs and you can like hear the and like you can almost feel it pull you when it like sniffs the air like it creates such a vacuum and then it, you see it put its hands deep into the snow and ice and it like this line 15 feet ahead of you guys just out of your distance you start seeing like the snow and the ice crack and form this crackling as it pulls up this large chain from below the ice mm. and it pulls it into the air and on the end of this chain there's this giant star shaped orb at the end of this chain and it begins to swing this metal and ice and death chain weapon above its head. I cast banishment. Uh, Christmas saving throw with disadvantage. Christmas saving throw. 23. That'll do it, yep. So you you uh, react and just barely. banish. Just and <laughs> banish. And you watch as like your magic like hits its armor and 
it you see it like form around it like it's about to like take it away and you watch as it kind of like flexes this like chain of magic off and you watch your magic scatter to the wind fuck 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 boys i'm running bye roll initiative oh shit mm-hmm Uh, dirty 20. Okay. Also dirty 20. Nine. <laughs> I feel you with that roll, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, Dex scores, please. Uh, two. Four. Okay. Ooh, my Dexterius, boys. Um, so you're about... You guys are 20 feet out. Uh, Atlas, you're 25 feet. Rowan, you're 25 feet. Kristoff, you're front and center. Uh, at 20 feet away from this fiend. Um, and it's, it, again, it's like on this low crouched form, spinning this giant chain of death above its head. Um, Atlas, you're first, my dude. And remember, uh, just a reminder, just to prep your actions prior to your turn. That way we can keep this nice and speedy. Yep. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, okay, so first thing, I'm going to go into rage mode. Uh, that's my bonus action. I will approach it, and I'm simply going to call Willow up um, into my mm-hmm. hands, and then I'm yep. going to attempt an attack. Yeah, go ahead and roll all your attacks, and then we'll cover and yep. uh, damage, and we'll cover that. So you, uh, and I'll go ahead and narrate while we wait. You like roar and summon Willow to your side, and this like these light, this lightning starts crackling around you. And before, it's always been this like normal blue storm lightning as you're a storm barbarian. Now it's like this red like heat lightning as your molten armor covers your arm, and then you charge forward to meet this fiend head on. All right, so nineteen and twenty-four. I'm assuming those both hit. Uh, yeah, I, th- I believe so. Yes, absolutely, those both hit. Okay, so that's 12, 34, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 25. 25 plus, uh, can you roll a dex saving? Yeah, dex saving. Is this for your storm? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't think a 12 beats it. No, so uh, it's going to be 29, 30, 31 for total okay. damage. Yeah, so you, you charged forward, and it's almost like... The heat from your lightning is like melting snow as you leap forward and swing this uh, barrage of axe swings with Willow, one-handed almost. And you find purchase against its armor, and like you see chips of it breaking away. And with that, like each strike, your like barbarian rage storm lightning is like shocking it and and surging through its very system as you uh, unleash a mighty 25 points of damage. Uh, next up is Kristoff. Yeah, a, um, a brackish purple energy swirls around Kristoff as he makes arcane gestures with his hands, um, these complex circles and shapes that end with him thrusting outward both hands, uh, his middle fingers on each hand thrusting directly upwards towards the sky, um, as is his nature for casting banishment. Please make a Christmas saving throw with disadvantage. Uh, 23. That'll do it. Uh, I move 30 feet backwards. Yeah, so uh, you you cast that and you again watch your spell like shoot forward and hit this armor and it starts to wrap it in like this like film and it like in fact he doesn't even flex like the chain itself like kind of rips the spell apart as uh, 
you attempt to banish him once more, and you retreat 30 feet backwards, almost, uh... I, I say you do it bravely, more like, oh, I'm giving you the room. Um, or is that, like, mild panic? I mean, it's just... It's no, it's it's just, it's mild panic for sure. It's just I want okay. space between me and this thing. No, so for I'm sure. Gonna... I was trying to get your narrative sense for Kristoff. Yeah, like um, like almost like stepping backwards, slipping a bit, like on all fours for like half a second as as I unstumble myself and move away. And so, um, uh, next is this uh, this giant fiend's turn, and um, he's gonna like bring the heat to Alice. Um, let's see. He's just gonna roll. Uh, that's gonna miss. Wait, actually, it might not. 17? Okay, so he's gonna hit you, um, three times with his, uh, flail. And in that, um, he's gonna do a little bit of damage. 11 bludgeoning damage. You can go ahead and do your craziness on that. And then you're going to take 18 necrotic damage for the first attack. So he brings that uh, that weapon down and it just like hard point strikes you. But you bring up Willow to block it. You feel like this um, corruption fall across you. Um, do me a favor and um, roll me a wisdom saving throw. While I roll the damage on the other one. Uh, your maximum HP is reduced by 18. And for the second attack, you're going to take 6 bludgeoning damage and 27 necrotic damage. You take the full damage, yep. And then we're only another wisdom saving throw. Uh, it's not gonna work. You're gonna lose 27 maximum HP. Yep. So 39 total. Oh uh, no, uh, that was bad math. 45 total. Uh, and then for the third attack, you're gonna take six bludgeoning damage and 21 necrotic damage. One more wisdom saving throw for me, please. Uh, that one's going to succeed. You don't feel your uh, life force kind of drained. So the first attack hits, and you feel that necrotic damage come around, and he, like, spins this star of death and destruction, and it kind of strikes you better as your, like, uh, brimstone armor takes the hit. Um, and But you feel that necrotic energy drain, like, kind of, like, enfeebling, like, bringing age upon you. And then the, the third attack hits, but you're able to, like... Uh, like move out of the way of this uh, like like sloth and necrotic damage like it hurts and you feel the burn but it doesn't seem to like sap that energy from you um, and at that point it's going to uh, rush by you like around you and towards Rowan and get right in front of Rowan's face you want to take an attack of opportunity if I do you were muted, Rowan. Oh, no, I was, I was trying to be real quiet. Oh, okay. You you nailed it. 
Um, and that's going to do it for the Crawler Fiend's turn. Um, Rowan, it's your turn. There's this giant fiend in front of you. Um, like, it is it is huge. And it's spinning this, like, fucking chain weapon above your head. And you can kind of feel gravity increase as, like, the wind kind of pushes you down. What do you do? Um, I'm going to cast Bane. You're going to cast Bane on it. Uh, that's a wisdom saving throw, right? Charisma. It is? Okay. I don't think this boy is good. Particularly good at those. Um, but I think an 18 is going to beat it. Yes, it will. Um, is, is it Bane, Saber, Suck? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you, um, you kind of play on your new whistle, and you play this curse, uh, this, this, uh, Bane of atop it and it's like magic pours forward and it just kind of like washes over this fiend and we're gonna move back over unless you sorry what else do you want to do my bad um let's see trying to think of this action economy I'm gonna give bardic inspiration to atlas that'll be me. What do you say to him to inspire him? Hold fast. <laughs> and as he says that you feel this like uh, uh, innate resurgence of hope like course through your veins as it becomes your turn. Provided that uh, uh, Rowan's done. Oh yeah. Just for the okay. record I'm on the elk still. Yeah yeah absolutely. Atlas it's your turn. What do you do? So, the place that he he came up through the ice is that's like a gaping hole. How far in am I close to see if that drops down a certain distance? Uh, I mean, you could. So you would have to move twenty feet to get to the hole. So look down it, but you absolutely could. I don't want to move out of this thing. So it's a very bad for me. Um, Uh, I'm going to try something. I'm assuming that it came up from a hole in the ice. So I'm assuming that beneath us is probably either a hole or some type of water. I would like to try to crack the ice okay, so, beneath um, it. Cool. Love it. So think about the fact that you got about 20 feet between you and this monster because it rushed past you to Rowan. And you moved up 20 feet to get to this guy. So you're going to do it from here, or you're going to run up to the beast to do that? So his back is to me, then? I mean, yeah, in theory, right? That's not... Yes. He, he wouldn't be focused on you. Uh, well, you know, I think I'm going to run over... Ah, dadgummit, dude. I'm going to do call response. Do we just kill it or try something fancy? Gut call. What do you say? Gut call. What does your gut say to do? I'm going to turn. And run. And, <laughs> r- and run away and drop in, jump into the hole. <laughs> Goodbye, world. I'm sorry, what do you do? Uh, so I, I want to... 
And the chain, is it low enough for me to, to like, grab it or pin Think it down? Think of it like or? a fucking, fl- a giant flail. He's, like, spinning this ah, morning okay. star. So it's like, just currently, okay. And it's a huge chain. Like, it's got a 15-foot spin on it, right? Like, 15-foot chain. I would like to use my jumping boots to jump on top of this thing. This monster? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, What else are you going to do... Like, is that, oh. are you just planning to jump on him and grapple him? If, or like, I, if I can plan? use movement to jump up to, like, a, a neck area. Yeah, you have if enough can... jump from the boots that I'm not going to, like, check you, right? Like, you have triple jump on your boots, right? Yes. So, like, you're going to be able to jump up on up to it. Whether uh, you grab it, attack is... it, whatever, that's yep. up to you once you get there. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to run it. I'm going to jump onto its back, and I'm going to attack at its neck, specifically. Uh, okay, cool. Roll me a couple of attacks. And I did that. Uh, I rolled a 19 and a 22. And uh, a 17. You attack three times now? Yeah, well, as a attack, attack, and then the bonus action. What is your bonus action? Your bonus action uh, the, is the It's the, uh, the lightning damage. Yeah, but he saves on that. Not, well, it's not, just going to be the minimal, so he could, he'll just take half of that that specific attack. Oh, you're saying the 17's a damage? No, 17 it does 17 hit. Those are three, three hit to determine if they hit. What, okay, cool. What? Okay, yeah. so you rolled two attacks for attack and extra attack. 19 and 22. Yeah. Yes. And then, and then your bonus action is to do what? Oh, I was lightning. going to attack. So, no, it just ends. So, yeah, he needs to roll his deck save to determine yeah. if he saves. There we go. All right, cool. I was like, anyways. Yeah, so you definitely strike true on both of those, and we'll roll his save, um, which, um, or, no, uh, 18. So, I think that is good. Yeah, so on that, he's going to take, it's only a one anyways. So, I guess take he zero, maybe no, 35. So, be 36 then. Um, Total okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, you leap up, um, and are you trying to stay up there? Yes. So there okay. there are, in Dungeon Master's Guide, what I like to refer to as Shatter the Colossus rules. So if this creature is two size categories larger than him, so if it's a huge or larger creature, you can make a grapple check against it, and as long as the grapple is unbroken, you're holding onto it, and you get advantage on all attacks against it while you're hanging onto it. Um, so, okay, well... We'll we'll uh, we'll get to that, but I'm gonna say you can jump up there and like get on there, no problem in general. Right. But you're not like fastened to him in any way, shape, or form currently because okay. you like attack, right? So you leaped and jumped like sky high with your fucking Air Jordans and bring down this like <laughs> whirlwind of attacks, and I think you like maybe even spin and bring, like, this backhanded blade into its neck, and you see this blood and ichor spill forth, and it roars out, like, in pain. And you, it's, fuck, the ground in front of you is painted in black ichor um, as you're now on the back of this thing, like, hanging on one-handed. Um, and next it's going to be Kristoff's turn. Uh, I'm just going to look directly at Rowan, and I'm going to say, um... You still think I'm a dragon, right? Always. I am going to close the distance instead of running away. I'm going to run towards the creature. It should be 10 feet now because he moved 20 feet forward, right? Or 20 feet. Because yeah. I was 10 feet back. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I'll move the 20 feet forward. I will cast a bonus action spell on myself for Dragon Breath at 6th level. And then I will... Um, I think when I cast Dragon Breath, I raise my, my hands up in front of my mouth in like a, like a cone shape. And, uh, and I just breathe and this magical sigil lights up in my hands and my breath becomes this icy torrent. And I should be able to split the difference between Atlas and Roan because how big this creature is and still catch him in my cone without catching those guys, I think. Yes. Uh, what's the cone effect? 15 feet? 15 foot. Yeah, so this thing is big enough because it's large um, that it would absorb, um, and I would say that you would, like, move in a way that you wouldn't intentionally try to hit Rowan, because it's gonna take up, it basically takes up two blocks, ten feet, yeah. um, so you would move in a way that you don't hit Rowan, and that, um, Atlas has full cover being on its back or whatever, um, sure. so he doesn't have to get affected. Though you don't okay. feel that heat, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, Danger close, cold. my dude. That, that cold. Uh, oh, it's gonna be, okay. It's going to be because uh, I am choosing cold as my damage shot. Okay. Uh, and then uh, you make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, do me a favor and just let me know um, what is the your elemental feat do? Uh, it makes it so that you can't have resistance or immunity to cold when I'm attacking you with cold, and it lets me make it so that um, anytime I roll a one on a damage dice, I can count it as a two. Okay, um, so I don't think a 14 cuts no, the mustard. it doesn't, and it's 36 points of cold damage. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, you, uh, you stand, you rush forward, you get into position, and you breathe this, like, cone of, like, ice fire. It's almost like shards of ice in this flame as it pours forward and the creature like puts up its um uh it's like left hand that's not maintaining the spin on its weapon or its claw rather and you see this like fire kind of like fall over it or this ice fire and uh atlas you can like feel it get even colder if that's possible in the land of fucking ice um and you watch as this monster like in the middle of your flame like kind of lowers its hand and doesn't appear to be affected by your attack. Um, Shane, uh, your elemental adept feat allows you to ignore resistance, not immunities. Oh, cool. And you watch and you instantly know as it like kind of like leans down that like he didn't seem at all phased by that. And so, in the distance, Shane, you see a familiar figure. And, like, it rushes up and kind of, like, stops beside you. And you see this blue, uh, sapphire-skinned tiefling. And you would know her to be Phelana Arendelle. And when you left, Feylana was Palace's like right hand. That like you and you actually like grew up with her, um, but she was like several years younger than you, so you didn't know her super well. You just knew that her and Palace were like friendly. 
and she like steps forward and like lances this motherfucker with like this fire arcane bolt and as it like stumbles backwards she continues to fire like this like rapid fire set of spells and she kind of like grunts to you and says are you going to just stand there or help hey man just checking in real quick Arendale is confirmed the setting of the fictional film Frozen, right? Uh, maybe. That's correct. Confirmed. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Just checking. Just see. Just wonder how on the nose we're being about this whole Kristoff is Elsa <laughs> thing. Um, I actually... It is Arendale. Holy shit. A-R... I didn't spell it the same way. Um, sure. all right. Uh, cool. It's a different city. Different city. Nailed it. That's, that was that's, subconscious. That's, that's a red roof in. That's a yeah. red roof in situation where it's like, this sounds familiar and I like it, but I don't know why this sounds so good. I don't Arendale. know. It sounds so good. Arendale. Yeah. Um. Yep. Hundred percent. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. Bah! Is my response to her call? <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you an opportunity to attack. Oh. I'm giving all of you boys, like, that's what her call to response is, an opportunity oh, to lay the heat. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and I we're going to break initiative and kind of go into that story combat. So kind of tell me what you want to do. I, I, the only thing that I can do that can do any sort of anything. I'll, I've, I've consulted my spells here, and it looks like I've gone pretty deep into this ice theme. Uh, <laughs> I cast Banishment. Okay. No, that's good. Uh, Atlas, what do you want to do atop the back of this thing? Uh, I want to take my axe and throw it at the the hand where it's it's holding on to this like morning star and try to mm-hmm. knock it out of its hand. Yeah. Okay. And Rowan. Uh, I'm gonna double up on that and heat metal that fucking morning star. Oh fuck yeah! So um, she's yeah, like yeah, lancing this thing with these like arcane fire, like almost like have you ever seen like um like uh, in these like pyrotechnic shows where it's like this like sh- like single stream of flame that like fires forward almost and mm-hmm. so she's like doing like this gatling gun form of that and um it's getting real dicey up there where atlas is but rowan like puts the um the the heat metal on the chain and you can see like the like the flame uh the heat like hit that uh the monster's hand because it's like gr- grunting to try and like stay between that and the the fucking Gatling gun of flamethrower attacks almost, and then the axe comes and like almost like twirling around like severs his hand, and you watch as like this banishment spell, um, like it doesn't like take him away as much as it like constrains him down and begins like breaking bones and armaments of it as it like tries to shove it into a different dimension. But instead, like, it just ends up, like, crushing it. And you watch, like, this form of this, like, giant fiend um, crumple to the ground. And um, you boys stand atop victorious. Do-do-do-do-do-do. As... It's more like... It's actually like... Ultimate final technique! Implosion! <laughs> um, yeah, Crushed and so, so you guys uh, do that, and um, this sapphire skin tiefling with these horns that are like curved forward and up into the sky. Uh, she's maybe about five foot tall, wearing these thick red and brown robes, like they're like 
and they almost looks like a size too big for her. She looks at uh, you, Kristoff, and kind of like gazes upon your cohorts as well and says, It's about time. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Mm. Boys, it's good to be back. It is. I agree. Yeah, it's been second that. This this episode will be uh well post Min Max Mankind, but let me tell you, um I appreciate everything everybody donated, um <clears throat> and I'll let Shane talk about that more because I can see his face scrunching, ready to do something. But I will talk about Drawlicon. Because Dracon is ooh, fastly approaching, and let me tell you, it's going to be some good stuff. I'm doing a world-building seminar. Uh, I'm on some other panel about um, DMing and like how do you handle situations. Uh, and then Shane's got a Sunday school. Devin's doing like uh, Noob City, I think, on one of the panels. We're all going to be running uh, DM tables at some point, and um, Rowan's going to be his best dungeon mom. Uh, yeah, I say we're all. I think Rowan's not running a DM table. Sorry. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Devin, Dwayne, and I are, if you want to get in on one of those tables for Oregon Run uh, on Saturday, July 13th, you need to go register now. My table is actually already booked up. You oh, shit. Table. Yeah. Shane's table's and booked I, up. I don't know how to tell if mine is or not. Uh, I only know because Dragon's like, yeah, I scored the last two spots. And I was like, I didn't know that was a thing. Thank you. Uh, Cool. I need to go see what my table situation looks like. I didn't even know this was a thing. You I also need to see if anyone loves me. If you, if, you, if you don't register for one of our tables, you can't do it. You're not allowed to do it. So you got to go register. And if no one registers for my table, I will still run a game by myself. I also want you should We should just <laughs> play together. Let's just play together. Yeah. <laughs> just do one of those new one-on-one D&D sessions that they came out with. Um, just for, Devin runs it for Dwayne. There we uh, go. So I would like to say, um, cold my shot, min-max Uh It is May 27th, this time recording this. Not looking so hot! Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and assume that we didn't meet our goal of $10,000. Just missed it. Um, <laughs> just, just shy. Just, just shy. shy. Hey, it's, it's easy for me to get discouraged... Um, when it comes to stuff like this, when you know you don't see the expectation uh, realized, thank you to everyone who donated even a dollar. Uh, yep. It's better than what we had, um, and I thank you so much. And we're not going to stop uh, just because you know we have a bad year, um, a bad month even. So we we're still keeping it going all year long with our roles for humanity. Um, in whatever month that this is releasing, I assume that it's June. Uh, we're going to go ahead and select the charity of the Michael J. Fox Foundation because of the horrible things that were said earlier in this episode. <laughs> oh, uh, Don't say we. It's all on me. Okay. Well, no. We're, we're, well, we're a unit. It's a, it's a good thing. Like, thank you, Alex, for giving us the charity for the month. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Parkinson's is a very serious disease. Yeah. Uh, Muhammad Ali had uh, Parkinson's, and he's from our, our great home. Yeah. Where's that at? Tell the people. A little Louisville, Kentucky, my friend. Mm. Put a little French on it. So I'll roll for humanity now. 
Uh, that is going to be a six. It's going to be a six for the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Well, very nice. More to come. Um, and that, uh, do we, do we have more things to say? I got a bunch uh, of iTunes reviews, I'm not gonna read them all. There's a bunch of them. Oh, awesome. Huh? I'm gonna go read them. Thank you, thank that. you so much for taking the time to do that. Uh, it is imperative for us, it helps us grow, it helps, uh, expose more people to the show, more fans. Um, thank you about, uh, for tweeting about the show. Uh, if you want to tweet about the show, please use the hashtag... Hashtag stupidcast. Uh, if you use the hashtag, <laughs> hashtag stupidcast, and we see you tweet about the show, uh, there's a good chance you'll get a shout out on the show. Um, and our Discord, go join our Discord right now. Go do it right now. Right be now, a part do of the, the thing. Be a family. Be a part of the family of the Discord. Don't doubt. We we will uh, walk you one through all the yeah, problems actually, of your bad days, um, crisis you might have. Uh, we'll celebrate your wins. We'll we'll cry with you at your losses, and we'll be there. Yeah, every victory that you uh, you can will be made sweeter by the fact that we've done it together, and every defeat will be made uh, more palatable because there's more shoulders to, to bear that. And we have mini games, and we have fun things to do uh, in the Discord. And there's just always people playing D and D, and there's always people uh, having this great discussion and really warmth of community and family. So that is available to you with a click of the button. And if there's something that great out there that just is one click away, I mean, you kind of silly enough to make the click, right? I will say this, um, we're going to be announcing a super fun thing, a really cool development, and Discord's going to hear about it first. I don't even know what it is. That's how new it is. Yeah, it'll happen tonight, which will be May 27th, right? Uh, yeah, May 27th. Yeah. So, like, when you're hearing this, just know that, like, shit happens in the Discord first, right? Yeah. Like, so, come hang out with us. Um, boys, play them out. Yeah. We love you. Bye. Bye. See ya. Yeah, you are great. <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs>